Friendshiping is proud to be part of the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. This episode is sponsored by Overcast, a better podcast app than whatever you are using right now, unless it's Overcast. Get Overcast for free on the App Store. Don't laugh at me, Trin. You are using right now. <laughs> I'm Jen. And I'm Trin. This, this is, is Friendshiping! And the theme this week is... Being an imperfect person. Yeah. Does that seem right? It also, does. Also capitalism. Cap, well, it's, uh, isn't it always? Isn't it always? <laughs> Friendship between humans has many benefits, but sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits. Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits. View friendship at the problem. Jen. Good morning. Oh, God, it's so early. It feels like the middle of the night. Oh, it's the worst. Yeah. It's my, not good. My cup of coffee needs its own little cup of coffee. And I like that joke so much, I already tweeted it. <laughs> It's only 9.30 in the morning. I mean, it's not like crazy early Oh, it's almost 10 at this point. Wow, it's not that early. This is pitiful. This is like regular business hours I'm now. I'm sorry about us. Yeah, we're, we are weirdos in weird creative jobs. So being awake this early is not something we do. Jen, every time I see you, you every now and again, you will brush your hair behind your ear and I'll see your hand sparkling with your little your engagement ring on and it warms my heart so much. She's making like the most uncomfortable face, but I'm telling you, it really delights I'm me. I'm getting married. You're getting wed. To a boy. The state is going to recognize your union oh, going God. forward. Finally. You know, I was reading how to like get married in Illinois because that's like, you know, something I have to like yeah. do. Like, there's, to, like paper, there's paperwork involved. Literally and it turns it. out it's extremely easy to get married in, in Chicago. Oh, yeah. Like basically one person has to be like, yeah, you're married. And then it's done. There's a couple sentences you have to, I think, each say and like obviously sign a certificate. But you can very easily, if both people agree that you're married, like it's basically done. Oh, yeah. So I guess what I'm saying is, Trin, do you want to make this <laughs> official? I really do, but I have a feeling that your partner isn't going to be excited to be a concubine moving forward. <laughs> My sister husband? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jen, as you know, yes. and probably most of our listeners know, I, I was once married. You were once married. And now um, and now things are better now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is such a diplomatic way of putting it. Well, it, it's true, like, because— as as we've talked about on the podcast, my quote unquote ex, my ex husband, I suppose, I guess you would call him. He's my best friend, yeah. and like, and it's just like super weird that he also has this title of being my ex husband. No, because you've never like. I don't think of him as your ex-husband. You shouldn't. There's yeah. no reason it's to. It's so bizarre. That's not the most important title he holds no. in my life. The most important title he holds is definitely my best male friend. You know? Totally. Uh, Trin won at divorce. I she did. She killed it. Yeah. So good at divorce. It wasn't... Because it's never fun. It was the least traumatic I think it could possibly be. Totally. You know? You still have like, issues to work through. Anyway, feel good conversation. When we were wed... Hwed. Hwed. You just drive to the courthouse. But we went to the wrong courthouse. I vaguely remember this. Yeah. That's a, so that is one thing you don't want to fuck up is like make sure you're going to the correct place. The right one. Right. You can't just go to any old courthouse, which is what we thought. <laughs> we just thought you can just show up. And Hi, be I'm like, here. You're was it like in the wrong county or something? Yeah. Yeah, it was the wrong county. It should have been a sign. There was. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, but why? Why do you need to be in the correct county? That's Marriage is thing. so weird. It is so weird that we're like, I like you. You like me. Let's get Let, a tax credit. Let's like do this thing. Let's have the government know about this. <laughs> That's bizarre. Let's, it's all weird. It's just me, you, the government, and Jesus, baby. <laughs> Let's make this foursome. 
Uh, there is no way to transition this. Do it. Figure it out. Um, okay. Here we go. So when... Unlike Jesus, there are no perfect people. <laughs> Gee, that was really good, Jen. That was absolutely not what I was going to say. <laughs> really? I thought for sure I just took the words right out of your mouth. No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say my way worse one, oh, which was fortunately when I was getting married and we went to the courthouse, we had access to an automobile. Automobiles are a cause of carbon emissions, global warming, and we're you, just going to go with You got us there. Did I get us there? Yeah. Oh, yeah you, we're took, talk- you took the long way around the map, but you got us there. Yeah, we're here. Hello. Hello, <laughs> everyone. Hi. Welcome to here. This uh, is Friendshipping with Jen and Trent. So this first question is really just is less of a question that we got in the inbox and more just a sentiment that we've been seeing floating around the internet from all sides. Why don't my friends also participate in the specific civil engagement slash protests that I participate in? Boycotting Amazon, having a car, being vegan, etc. So Prime Day happened. And if you are... I think it's still happening. Why is it three days? Because my understanding is because of the day that it... uh, Prime Day was like the website broke. So they extended it. Great. I've heard varying reports of they were always planning to do three days or enough people boycotted that they wanted to do more than three days. The website was definitely broken because I was trying to watch Project Runway, which I already had purchased. (laughs) So everyone, get off my back. (laughs) Get off my jock. I love Project Runway. (laughs) And boycotting Amazon is a great thing to do. Jeff Bezos is, for sure, destroying everything. He, uh, I got some some Bezos people in my Menchies recently. Yeah. Fuck off. Fuck off. Wait, they were in your Menchies? Yeah. Saying well, what? Well, okay, so he tweeted something. Of all the garbage things he's tweeted, it's hard to remember which is which at this point. Right. But he tweeted like, you know, the media uses billionaire as a, a negative, like a slur. And I just was like, I broke, like my mind broke. Like I try not to, I try to understand what's happening without having to read what he says, yeah. which isn't always possible. But I saw that and like my, something in my, like the neurons in my brain just melted and like came out of my eyes. I was <laughs> like, and I just retweeted it and I said, shut the fuck up. Oh God, I saw that. I yeah, loved I'm it. so mad. And I don't angry tweet very often, but like my hands were shaking. I was like, I hate him so much. And then like, you know, I'm surrounded and I'm I'm, a, I'm in my like lefty bubble. So a lot of people were like agreeing with me. But occasionally I'll get someone that's like uh, a fan. A fan? A fan of a CEO is something that's very suspicious to me. God, that's so yeah. weird. Do you guys play video games? You know, like the, the cyberpunk corporate future? Like we're headed there. Yeah. Yeah. He's okay. the bad guy. He's. Yeah, if you don't think he's the villain, uh-oh. Right. How do you do you guys watch movies? Do you read books like that? He's the villain. He's so clearly the villain. Like in every way. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, so I, I get some fans of his that are like, well, he's actually right. The media does use this as a bad word. It is a bad word. It should be a bad word. It like but it is because if you have a billion dollars, we can have billionaires or we can have everyone that's treated equally and we can't have both. We can't have both. There are a lot of moral concessions that you would have to make to become a billionaire. You have to build that off of uh, underpaying a lot of people. Before we we get into the rage that we so clearly have, let's set this up and and make sure people are on the same page of where we're coming from in this. So I think that it is clear that Jen and I are both on the side of it is good to boycott Amazon. Yes? Yes. yes. Hail corporate. <laughs> um, I love corporations. Oh, God. God. Oh, God. My I'm, uh, crying blood. Um, 
it is good to boycott Amazon. It's also good to boycott other companies. Um, I think another uh, famous example um, is Chick-fil-A. Is very... I did that in college. I didn't. Nary a piece of Chick-fil-A touched thy lips <laughs> for, for like eight years. And one day I was like, I'm so hungry. <laughs> and it's right there. So Chick-fil-A is something that people boycott. We've talked about the Chick-fil-A boycott before. However... Uh, what we want to make clear is being mad at people who don't is not a good placement of anger. And, and the reason for this is, is because, listen, the Amazon situation, the Chick-fil-A situation, the Barilla pasta situation, the oh, Papa yeah. John situation, all of these feel really urgent. It's because they're relevant in social media right now. The truth is that there are thousands, millions of situations in the world that require this urgency as well that you are entirely unaware of because it's not fashionable. So when you are mad at somebody who isn't boycotting Amazon for one reason or another, maybe they need the accessibility of people sending things to their door. Maybe they're fucking busy with their kids and they need to like order something. That anger is super displaced because Amazon's at the point where it's not making money off of the individual anymore. They're making money off of the money that they already have. I, I, I hope that I'm making myself clear. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we're trying to achieve a balance between holding your friends accountable for their actions, but also them also letting them be like people. Yes, 100%. We, we can't Jen. punish people for being people. Right. We can't punish people for participating in society as it was built for them to participate in. Here's a good example. Amazon became rich because the government allowed it to become a necessary service for people. Okay? So like follow me on this one. So the middle class is at a place where our time and our money are both at a premium. So think about how you are driven by things like sales and convenience and saving a few dollars. Doesn't that suck? Yeah. Sins of convenience. Isn't that what you wrote? Yeah. Sins of convenience. We make those all of the time because society was built in such a way that we are meant to be oh God, I almost I almost like went into full like animal farm mode. We are meant to be fodder yeah. for the rich class. Do it. But but the but the truth is like, okay, we are exhausted and poor. That's exactly what Amazon capitalizes on. It's a fast way to get stuff that you need or want. Like how amazing is it to be able to rely on one website and not have a car and not have to deal with all this stuff and not have to spend your time to buy people Christmas presents. You know, but the actual problem is that our society is set up in a way that requires a car and requires frequent spending or at least encourages it to the point where you feel obligation. So, like, I stopped using Amazon a while ago. I don't feel better than other people because occasionally I have a Coca-Cola and that company is fucking evil. You know, here's a good example. I'll be in an airport that doesn't have water fountains. That's a new thing. And I'll have to buy a bottle of water. I hate that shit. Yeah. If you look around you, there are so many almost invisible, unless you look at them, ways that you are constantly being herded into buying a certain thing or behaving in a certain way. And it's almost all destructive to the environment and to our, our psyches. I think what you're getting at, hold your friends accountable for the decisions they make and the way they treat people, but also recognize that they're a cog in the machine of capitalism. Yes. Which is grinding our bones to dust. Yes. A hundred percent. And we're, I, we're not saying like, don't say something. Don't speak up when your friends make a racist crack. 
Oh, God, no. We are that's saying so different. lay off your friends when they have to participate in the society. The people listening to this right now who are like, I would never buy from Amazon again. That's good. Good for you. Great. But like you're probably wearing clothes from the fast fashion world. Yes. Like there's no, un- which is like a huge contributor to our environmental problems. Yeah. I think it's like number two. And fast fashion, things like sweatshop labor, those exist because corporations want to make things as cheap as possible to get them into the hands of people as fast as possible and to make as much money as they can. Because our only obligation in capitalism is to make as much money as you possibly can as fast as you can. Here's here's a good example. I never thought about uh, how many plastic forks I use. You know, yeah, like the Grubhub option. So Grubhub, this like food delivery service. I don't think you have it in Canada. You've got like skip the dishes or something. My uh, my friend calls it Grabhab. I call it food eat. (laughs) Food eat. Yeah. Yeah. Our friend Henry, who works at Grubhub, made the logo food eat in the Grubhub uh, font. And it's so fucking funny. That is so good. It's good really, job, Henry. I know. Food eat. Food eat. Um, Henry also has a Zazzle store called Henry's Good Products, and he has a shower curtain that says IP in here. <laughs> and there's also a shower curtain that says, please don't pee in here. Oh, I want, I think I want both. Right. Like yeah. you want the pee, IP in here on the inside of the shower curtain. Yeah. And then the. Yeah, yeah. So when, when you're in the shower, you're like, oh, no. I love how we're talking about capitalism. Then I took a moment to plug my friend's Zazzle Speaking store. Speaking of which, friendshippingstore.com. Tell your friends you love them for $25 so, plus shipping. Exactly. Like it's, um, we're, we are all constantly engaging in this because we're alive. You know, because this is where we were born, because this is the society that we have. And we absolutely should take individual responsibility to change the things that we can. But at the end of the day, you recycling all of your bottles in the right place is not going to make as much of a difference as the. Did you know that 50 percent of the plastic in the ocean is fishing nets? Yikes. I know. The fishing industry is so fucking evil. I know. Right. So we are all constantly on this really shitty tightrope of surviving, being uh, socially plugged in. There's another thing, Twitter. Twitter, God, fuck Twitter. Twitter is owned by garbage Nazis, like 100%. But it is absolutely where my friends live, where I get information. Like, I should boycott Twitter, but I can't. Yeah. Yeah, like, absolutely. Jen, do you remember the ice bucket challenge a few years ago? Sort of. Yes. The only reason I remember it is because every time I've ever been to a like marketing business conference uh, full of like business people, you know, the business people that I'm not smart enough to like or rich enough to like be around. Understood. Me all, too. all they want to do is like, how do we become the next ice bucket challenge? Right. Like the social media, like, hey, let's go viral. <laughs> it's like, OK, yeah, why not? What do you got? Something like the ice bucket challenge. Yeah. It's, it's like, okay, do you know what that was for? Uh, it was for, uh, it was, uh, it was, uh, oh, it was for, it was, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, you don't remember what it was for. You just remembered that it got a lot of likes. Jen and I had to Google it because we did not remember that it is to support uh, cures for ALS. Listen, ALS is still a disease. It is still urgent. It is still urgent. We should still urgently support finding cures for this disease. This is exactly why people try very hard to raise awareness of an issue. Making something fashionable is the best way to get people to care. Obviously, we can care about more than one thing at the same time, but we can't act on everything. Yeah, no human being is capable of processing all of the tragedy and suffering in the world and acting upon it. Just not a thing. It can't happen. 
So let's talk about the conversation that you have with a friend when you find that they are doing something that uh, that sucks, you know, that they don't have to do. Yeah. And you mean specifically like purchasing or boycotting and that kind of thing, right? You know what? I actually have a really good example. Yeah, yeah. So you know how Carlin is a perfect person. Yeah. So um, Carlin, uh, a friend of mine, uh, one of my best, best friends, um, she has carried a set of uh, silverware on her for years. And I kind of mentioned this earlier, like the plastic. I, I use so many plastic forks and I never really even think about it. Like you go to uh, a restaurant and they, they, they'll sometimes just give you plasticware. You don't have to use it. You could just carry a fork with you. And Carlin is amazing because she has never said, like, you should try having this on you. She'll just bust it out and be like, oh, yeah, I love this thing. And like, I always have it on me. And uh, and like, oh, yeah, and the, the straw band, you know, like that sucks. But like, I've got a straw. It's, she's got like a, a little metal straw that she has on her all the time. And it's the perfect way to engage because it's like, oh, what a good fucking idea. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know, she's living her life. I feel like if you approach this with a friend, you got to make sure the message isn't you're enjoying your life incorrectly. Right. Because that won't work. Mm-mm. That will make people feel worse. And also, so many of, of my friends suffer from anxiety and uh, have dark, deep thoughts and care about the world. And the last thing I want to tell them is, hey, you suck. Right. Like they already care so much. I'm surrounded by people that are doing very good work all the time. I remember the first time that I ran into a trash can in an airport that said landfill on it and how much that fucked me up because I don't you don't think about the fact or maybe you do. I didn't. This was years ago that everything you put into a trash can goes to a landfill. Like it's not like it just disappears and like goes someplace else. It goes into the ocean like that is that is what happens. Uh, And when you don't recycle, that is what happens. And doesn't that feel so urgent and scary? The idea that the thing that you're holding in your hand that you're about to put in a trash can goes to a landfill. What a what a horrible thought that we have to grapple with all the time. But our society was built in such a way that our time and our money is at a premium. And sometimes it is cheaper and it is easier and it can get you through the day when you get that big plastic box of spinach. You know, instead of like buying the spinach and chopping it up. I don't think about the fact that like we use so much plastic just using bags to like that you get at the grocery store and you put apples in, you know? Yeah, I hate those. I hate doing that. Yeah. That always feels so wrong. I just bought some reusable ones. Nice. And like, but that had to dawn on me. That had to be a process that I went through because, again, we make sins of convenience all the time that you don't think about. You don't think about the the option of like the other day I was thinking about, um, you know, tampons and uh, pads. Pads are made with plastic. They don't biodegrade. So like I've recently switched to Luna pads, which has been awesome. But like I don't think that a person growing up from having their period at like 12 years old and is like 40 now, I don't think it would ever dawn on them to think about the waste that they make. Yeah, because it's not fashionable to talk about it. People aren't talking about it right now. It just sucks. It hurts when I see people judging each other about their sins of convenience because I know that you do not have the self-reflection to go through all the shit you do every single day. Mm. I'm so I'm so, I'm sorry that I'm like mad about I am only mad about no, judging people. No, please don't people. apologize. No, you're Thank totally you. right. What's like glass house stones, don't yeah. throw them, that kind of thing. You know, speaking of sense of convenience and uh, and not having a real grasp on, like, what your actual impact is on the world. Um, <clears throat> one time uh, there was, like, climate horror news. Yeah. I'm not going to go into the exact climate horror news that was 
that happened, but um, this is maybe a couple of years back. Um, a friend of mine got a link to the climate horror and posted it on our Slack and said something like, um, congratulations to all of you who are still driving to work. This is the the world you built. That's not true. Guys, like, I know it feels so good to feel- blame the people around you. Oh, it feels so good to be like, I had no part in this, but you did. Right. Incorrect. Yeah. It's not true. I bike to work and therefore I have no part in this global warming Fuck problem. Off. That's not true. Also, it is so unhelpful to do that. Even though, Even if your anger is righteous and correct. Yes. And it's also just uh, intellectually dishonest. Because the truth is, is that like my one car that like or let's use a better example, um, the hypothetical uh, single mom with kids who has a car and is picking up her kids from from school and stuff. It's like, how dare you blame her for having a car in a society that requires her to drive out to somebody's school uh, where she has to have a job all day and then has to find things for her kids to do. So she drops them up at Boy Scouts or whatever. Like, how dare you judge that individual when the truth is, is that like industrial waste makes up an enormous part of the carbon in our air and it's not the individual. Please be kinder to one another about these things. You are fucking up. You may not believe that. You may have reusable bags for every occasion and uh, you, you, I don't know, what what do people do that's super crunchy and hippie these days? Make their own clothes. Make their own clothes. It's very cool that you do that, but it's but, not the only solution. Right. And it's also like have less ego in how much you are actually affecting change in your individual decisions. Do you want people to participate in this thing you're doing? Then you got to turn the ego down. Yeah. Because you're putting up a wall instead of a bridge. Whoa. Whoa. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You know, and like, I know, I swear to God, we talk about my veganism like every other episode. And it's so, and I know you should, and honestly, you should all make the joke like, how do you know if a person is vegan? It's because they'll tell you. But guess what? I've got a lot of good vegan stories. <laughs> okay. I would love it if everybody ate plants. That'd be wonderful. But like I also am fully aware of like the berries that I ate for breakfast this morning were probably picked by underpaid migrant labor. That's true. Farming practices across the board are garbage. <laughs> like like the the fertilizer, like everything we put in the soil is is garbage. So in conclusion, in conclusion, in bring con- it home, Trin. In conclusion, it's important to not judge each other by the way that we activate in protest in society and boycotts. Uh, And we're all guilty of this. I'm guilty of this, especially I'm always subtweeting people on my private Twitter. You guys like I complain. I'm a bitch, too. All right. So are you. You are a bitch. (laughs) This is the best in conclusion you've ever done. So just like stop being so fucking bitchy all the time. (laughs) Save your time, your energy and your life to protest and organize and affect change on a larger level because that is actually what works and not getting rid of all of the tissues in your house and going back to handkerchiefs. That only makes you feel gross and also gross. Actually, I'm thinking about getting a handkerchief, but not for mucus purposes, but because I'm so sweaty. Yeah, I was just thinking I could use a a little handkerchief Just like an an oil mop? Just like under the armpits. Yeah, wouldn't that be nice? Anyway. Second question? God. I love the second question. You want to read? No, I think it's your oh, turn. Oh, it is my turn. Yeah. Oh, God. I was so, like, into this first question. Like, I don't even feel ready for this You one. can do it. I believe in you. I am super annoyed with my friend's spending habits. I completely understand that it's not my business, and this is why I am writing to you. I would prefer to not feel this way. My friend has a decent job. 
She's not like filthy rich, but she's in her 30s and doesn't have kids, so she's doing all right. That doesn't bug me. What bugs me is that on Twitter and Facebook, she's constantly sharing other people's GoFundMe campaigns for their medical bills, but then she'll also post pictures of her latest little gadget that she bought online. She'll say things like, if you could please help this person out or at least share it, they really need help. But like, they could have really used that $200 you spent on whatever new Apple product you bought today. I know I should just unfollow her on social media. But I feel like this speaks to a larger problem. She wants to look like she cares about other people's needs, but then she goes out and buys herself dumb garbage. I feel like that's hypocritical. If she cares about other people's medical bills, then why is she buying all of this stuff? Oh boy. Well, let's get into this. So I really love that this person is self-aware. They have a bad feeling that they feel sucks and they want to stop feeling it. I feel like the change they're asking for is how do I not feel this way? Yes. And also, like, there's every possibility that we... So I went through this question and I don't think anybody in this question is a monster, you know, but it could be that we've misinterpreted it and the friend actually is a monster. But based on this information, like everybody's doing okay. Yeah. I'm curious how the asker knows that this friend isn't also donating to the GoFundMe campaign. That's a really fucking good point, Jen. I think they're being a little judgy. And to be clear, we're all a little judgy. Yeah. Some of us are very judgy. (laughs) That's like how we get through the world. If you're not judging and like making decisions and analyzing what's going around you, you're just floating. You have to cut people out sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. You have to use your faculties and just and, and make a judgment on whether or not somebody should be around. So, yes, Jen, really good point. We don't know if this person is donating, but here's the thing. Does it matter if they are? I don't think it matters. I mean, it matters. It matters, but also not to this friendship. Right. Like that. What a hard question. You can only know if she's donating if you go through the GoFundMe page and look for her name. And it could be anonymous. I'm sure you would feel better knowing that your friend donates to charity. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that would that would be it's a good feeling. That would feel great, you know. Um, but this person, it seems that the asker's friend is making a choice of do I spend two hundred dollars on this gadget or do I pay this? Do I give this person two hundred dollars for the medical bills? But it's not quite like that. No, that's not how people right. spend money. That's not how people live, really. Yeah, I'm certain that there are some people who do. I feel like it's more typical that somebody has a budget and then a certain amount of that is allotted to give away. Yeah. I mean, everyone has a different weird relationship with money. Yes. Does anyone have a comfortable relationship with money? It's completely healthy. No, you don't because that's not how capitalism works. You know who has a healthy relationship with money um, are people who never have to think about it ever. That's the only way. But the way they spend money is probably not that healthy. That's a really good point. I don't think anyone is like perfectly okay with the amount of money they have? Yes. I think what I meant was um, people who don't think about money are comfortable about money. And then anybody who thinks about it is uncomfortable. And both of those situations are unhealthy because capitalism. Because capitalism. Right. It's poisonous. So it's like the relationship with your mom. Like it's personal. <laughs> it's weird. It's unique to you. You can't really voice it. But like that's how that's how people have like treat the money in their life. So knowing that you really can't speak to how this person spends. Right. I mean, th- that could be a con. If it makes you feel better and you want to start a conversation about charitable giving, um, I'm sure that there could be an opportunity to do that. I think it would be difficult to find the right time for it. But there's no reason that you can't ask, especially if you volunteer information about yourself. 
you say something like, man, this country, blah, 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 GoFundMe's for medical expenses. I like to set aside $50 that I put to uh, two campaigns that I see because otherwise I'll just like spend too much and, and et cetera. Like, how do you deal with this? Like, like I noticed that you're super into sharing all this stuff on social media. Like, what's your general policy? I don't think that that's a bad question to ask. And maybe the answer will make you feel better. Yeah. I mean, it's OK to ask and have a discussion about this. And it seems like they would be open to it. Because they're so open about sharing and writing about it. The thing that I would like to change your mind about a little is analyzing what this person buys for themselves. Right. Because take a deep breath, Nancy Drew. It's not your business. It's really not. Oh, Harriet the Spy put that notebook away. Oh, I love Harriet the Spy. I actually never finished it because I felt so uncomfortable reading that book. Oh, really? I was like, how dare you take notes about other people's lives? Oh, I totally loved it. So I rude. did. I started to do it, too. I, <laughs> I loved the movie. I would like spy in the neighbors, but they were it was a very boring suburban neighborhood. So I had nothing, nothing good to share. I have a really good area that buys a spy story. Lay it on me. OK, so uh, growing up uh, in the second neighborhood I lived in, I had a few neighborhood friends and uh I, I swear to God, like nobody who saw the Harriet the Spy movie or read the book or like even heard about it didn't try a Harriet the Spy. Because like I tried writing everything down for a while yeah, too. Yeah, so boring. It's super boring. But I had a young friend, Emily. We were, I'm sure we were like 10 or something like that. And she was writing this stuff down. And my friend Nicole found her notebook. Oh no. And Nicole sat me down one day. Oh no. When we were 12 years old. Because uh, I think Emily was a little younger than us. And she was like, I just want you to know. Um, so Emily's writing stuff down about everybody in the neighborhood and she was spying on your parents and she said uh, she heard them having sex. Oh, Lordy. And so Nicole was just like scandalized by this. Yeah. How dare parents have sex? And for me, like my parents like each other. I was just like, yeah, I'm sure they were like. What do you... Good for you. Wise beyond your years. Well, it was just kind of like... I like. <laughs> she wanted you to be humiliated. She wanted... Well, Emily did. I don't think Nicole did. I think Nicole was just like, I want to tell you this horrible thing that your parents are, are doing to each other. <laughs> and I was just kind they're of like... They're <laughs> fornicating. <laughs> you don't have any little siblings and they're still having sex. Oh, oh They are in their 50s. That's sick. The worst. That's disgusting. Post-marital sex. No, My God. Not, it's not Okay. <laughs> like, I want to be really clear. Like, I didn't, like, grow up hearing my parents have sex all of the time. But I assume that at some point they did touch each other naked. Ew. <laughs> but accurate. I would love to be fucking well into my 60s, 70s. That's why they make, like, plastic hips. is So you can get some torque. <laughs> torque. Torque. So you can get some, some ass. <laughs> So anyway, your friend spending $200 on an Apple product isn't the actual problem. The problem in this scenario is the billionaires who are making minuscule submarines and leaving them into foreign countries instead of like funding food banks. That's the real problem here. Like your friend who makes like 60K a year or whatever is not the fucking problem. Yeah, no. Let your friend buy the synthesizer that she wants. Let him like let him do that because... The way that life should be is that we all have a little bit extra to spend on the things that we like. Like, wouldn't that be amazing? I want that for everyone. I don't think that people should be denied fun and lightness in their life, but like more people should be allowed to have it. We don't all have access to the same fun and resources, and that is extremely sucky. Yes. I want to talk about an example I read recently. 
uh, it was like in the last year I was reading um, Alyssa Mastomonaco's book and she was the deputy chief of staff under Obama and I read her book, which is great. I read it in like an hour because it's pretty short and quick. Anyway, she uh, was in charge of like handling FEMA and resources during Hurricane Sandy. And she had this like really interesting paragraph that I always that's like always in the back of my mind when I think about how people spend and live, especially in the wake of tragedy or disaster or dumpster fire. I don't know. So she was she wrote in her book that after uh, in the in the aftermath of the hurricane, as people were like trying to get their shit, trying to get their lives back together. She was like she walked by a Red Cross donation center and she like asked her colleague, like, why? Why aren't people picking up from the huge pile of clothes? Like there all these clothes have been donated and people aren't buying them. And her colleague explained like, well, in the wake of a tragedy like this, people want to have wear nice clothes. They don't want to wear clothes that don't fit, that are secondhand, that make them feel like they're not theirs or like they don't belong. So she started asking for donations from corporations wanted to donate to this and she started asking for gift cards like yeah and like people wanted to feel a little bit empowered in the wake of their tragedy they didn't want to wear shoes and clothes that that didn't feel like they were theirs and i can't stop thinking about that recently especially because i'm like people want their personhood people want to feel like they have space and it's okay to get do what you need to do to get through the day for the most part yeah a hundred percent every now and again i will be just like living my life in the day or whatever. Like, okay, here's a good example. Um, sometimes when I'm taking the shower and I turn the water a little bit warmer, um, I think about uh, when I was uh, on a, the Appalachian Service Project, which is this thing I did in church, which is essentially Habitat for Humanity for Teenagers. And we uh, stayed in an abandoned school in North Carolina and uh, in fixed houses all day. And then like we stayed for like two weeks and then we'd go home. And I remember when we were in that school, we would take these freezing cold showers uh, The there was like frogs living in the bathrooms and stuff like that because it's like, you know, like we, we, we knew what we were there for. It was not like a fun like trip, it, although it was a ton of fun, but yeah. it wasn't like a vacation. Yeah. And so every now and again, uh, I will be taking a warm shower and I'll turn it a little bit warmer and I'll think to myself about that short two week period where I was taking freezing cold showers. And I think to myself how much harder it would be to be a nice person on the day to day, to be a polite person, to be a functioning person. If every day of my life I had to take a cold shower, sleep in a big dorm full of other people talking all of the time, wearing crappy clothes because I have to go paint something. And I and I remember and I remind myself that that is actually the reality for a lot of people. And it makes me have more empathy for people who can be impolite or not be nice all of the time. And it also reminds me that when those things are taken away, I will be less nice. I will be less polite. So when I think about the people in Hurricane Sandy who wanted a hoodie that belongs to them, you know, or shoes that fit them perfectly, you know, have their own things, that's not like a a selfish thing to want at all. Uh, It's a basic human need to feel comfortable and to feel cared about. So I hope that people listening to this episode, especially the crunchy hippie types like me, I think that a lot of people, their first reaction to that story might be, gosh, how sad is it that like we need to have our own, like our stuff, our stuff. But that's not bad. That's just being alive. And part of being alive is wanting to co- be comfortable. Oh, man. And now I'm just overwhelmed with feelings about the world. I think what it comes down to is being more accepting of other people. Just in general. And the choices they make, even though they don't align exactly with yours. Yeah. 
I'm just sad now. What? How weird would it be if you went through your day and every single person around you made the exact same choices as you did? That world doesn't exist. Is that what the world you want? Yeah. I, like, mean, I would ask the asker this. Like, what do you want to change here? Do you want your friend to stop writing these posts? I bet it's the posts that annoy them. They probably fear performative. Yeah. That's probably what it is. Try to ignore those posts. Mute, mute your friend and follow your friend. And you say, like, this may speak to a, a, a deeper problem. The deeper problem is capitalism. It's not your friend. You can never control or even affect the way somebody else uses their money. Thinking about this at all is a losing game. <laughs> exactly. You're yeah. never going to feel good no. about that. It is a losing game. Yeah. The solution here is to mute your friend and to think about ways that you can affect change yourself. Because you are mad, and you should be. So take this energy that you have being upset with your friend, which, again, like, neither Jen nor I judge you for. But take that energy and organize. I've got good news for you. You can mute on Instagram now. God, that's so good. Think of the friendships that that is going to save. Yeah. Mute on Instagram. I have, I just straight up unfollow on Instagram because I don't, like, I can't even think of a time where I don't even know who follows me on Instagram. I block for the pettiest, smallest things on Twitter. Oh, you're criticizing the way I drink my coffee. Bye. Goodbye. I don't need that shit. I got that in my head already. Right. I already criticized myself. Everything I say and do, two minutes later, I am adding myself. Like, I already hate myself. I don't need that from Twitter. <laughs> my menchies are full with my own bad feelings. Yeah, I got my own menchies in my own head. It's called depression. <laughs> it's so funny because it's like... Man, like any bad thing that you want to say to somebody on the internet, I guarantee that unless it's Jeff Bezos or at Jack on Twitter, they're thinking it already. Probably. They already are afraid that they're coming off as like, you know, a typical hipster or as like, you know, like. Don't the one person that doesn't give a shit is Lena Dunham. God, Lena Dunham could really use some self-reflection. <laughs> God. She claims to self-reflect all the time. There's no possible Not, way. But she doesn't really. No. She doesn't really. She doesn't really. There was this Twitter uh, tweet, Twitter tweet, you know, mm -hmm. what would you find on Twitter? Tweets. Uh, Lena Dunham said something like, I don't trust any human that doesn't French kiss an animal on the I regular. I just saw that. And here's the thing. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> one, I do think that it's a, it's gross. Uh, I only have one friend who, like, really, like, kisses their dog. And you know what? I back her 100%. Ah, that's incredible. I do. <laughs> My, I, I've accidentally French-kissed Mavi. I'm, I'm sure. I was like, ah! oh, God, Mav, come on. <laughs> um, Dargo has sneezed into my eyeball. Oh, I know. But it sweet? was really cute. Um, You know what I think about a lot? <laughs> I <laughs> I can't wait. I think a lot about how often my cat's raw asshole has been on my skin. Oh, yeah. You know? I mean, Mavi's part Sheba, so her tail's slipped up. Yeah. She's all butthole. Yeah. Cat, I mean, cats, all of their tails are flipped up. So if they sit on your lap and you're wearing shorts, that butthole, you've got raw anus Hell yeah. on your thigh. And, you know, and it's like... It's like fucking whatever. So I don't – I want to go back to my friend who, who French kisses her dog because here's the thing. They're soulmates, okay? <laughs> They're perfect together. And if and if she wants – I don't care. I just don't care. But if I see somebody French kissing a dog, I do judge them, yes. Well, this has been friendshiping. <laughs> this has been friendshiping with We Jen don't have to wrap up. I just had to I do I mean, that. we could wrap up. I mean, it's been – I love to shit on Lena Dunham. Do, do you want to shit on her more before we stop? Yeah, let's do it. Um, so there are a lot of reasons to really dislike Lena Dunham. But the most exciting one recently is this conspiracy theory that she gave away her dog. 
What? You, you gotta Google this shit. It's been going on for years, apparently, but I've, I've just been recently been privy to it. Like, she adopted this dog. I forget its name. I don't know. I hate that I once knew the name of Lena Dunham's dog. Let's she, call him Bobo. It had a, Bobo had a lot of behavioral problems. She claimed, <clears throat> but now people that, like, adopted out Bobo... <laughs> say that she never had those behavioral problems until she like lived with Lena Dunham. God. So ultimately, uh, Lena Dunham gave the dog away to a happier home. So this story does end happily. Right. But I enjoy it because I still get to fearlessly hate on Lena Dunham. Man. <laughs> there and like, oh God, giving away your dog is almost always a, a heart-wrenching decision that you never wanted to make. You know, but Lena Dunham. But on the other hand, it's Lena Dunham. And she recently <laughs> adopted two more dogs. What? And like everyone like on all of her posts are like, what are you doing? Those poor dogs. Don't let who keeps giving her dogs. Who keeps giving her dogs? Well, and also like she's rich enough that like if she wanted to buy an expensive is here we are judging people's purchases. You know what? I can judge Lena Dunham's purchases. I feel pretty okay about that. She's got girls' money. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. She's got way more than girls' money. Her parents are very wealthy. Oh, right. Her yeah. parents like funded her, and that's why it makes me so mad that in girls she pretends to be herself. That is like self-made, living in the shitty apartment. You have never been self-made. No. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Whew. Oh god. It's good to shit on Lena Dunham. At it the doesn't end of this it? Episode. Every now and again. So there are lots of rich white people that you can shit on. Shit on them, not your friends. Oh, my God. That is, like, the best piece of advice Yeah, like, this entire episode. My top three right now, Lena Dunham, Jeff Bezos, and at uh, Jack on Twitter. I, oh, my God. I would shit onto their face. I, I would, would shit into their open eyes. I would shit all over their desks. Yeah, on their pillow. Oh, yeah. Right into their cereal bowl. I would pee into Jack's Cheerios. I would pee into his coffee maker so that not only did he, will he drink a cup of my pee. But his apartment will smell. But uh, Apartment? Going, he doesn't live in an apartment. Going forward, the coffee machine will always smell because what will happen is that the heat from the water will will distill it in such a way. <laughs> this is so vivid. <laughs> you know what? I started and then I was like, do I need to go there? Do I need to? I don't. I don't know that I do. Who else do we want to shit on? I mean, like everybody in the Everyone. government. Um, yeah, but let's let's get creative. Some here. like fun people to shit on. Like it's fun. It's not that. It's not fun uh, to shit ben on. Ben Affleck. There we go. I, I don't like Ben Affleck. He's way more fun to shit on than Mike Pence. Mike Pence is just like scary, you know. But Ben Affleck has like a really dumb phoenix tattoo on his back, and he's huge and muscular, and he's a dumbass. And I hate him. I've always hated him. I've hated him long before he he and Jen Garner broke up. Jennifer Garner deserved better. Yeah, she seems so normal, and he seems so not. I I'm a little worried about her. Are you worried about Jennifer Garner? Yeah. What why does Jen? she, Why does she keep doing shitty Christian movies? <gasps> She's doing shitty Christian movies. And like. I'm not shitting on Christianity here. Yeah, 100%. I'm shitting on these crappy white people movies. She's doing a movie where she gets revenge on like behalf of her daughter. And I got so excited because I th this is not the shitty Christian movie. This oh, okay. is a new action movie. Okay, good. And I was like, oh my God, it's the genocide. It's finally happening. She's finally going back to her alias days. She's going to beat people up. <laughs> genocide. And then I saw the trailer for the movie and I was like, oh no. What? All the people she's beating up are... Brown people. No. It's, it, the trailer is very racist. And I was Ugh. like, well, now I can't see this. Now I can't see this. It's yeah. too bad. I can't participate in this Jen Garner. False genocide. Yeah. That's another thing. I'm going to go to sleep and I want you to wake me up when Jen Garner comes back. <laughs> okay. This has been friendshiping with Jen and Trin. <laughs> 
If you'd like to follow our Godforsaken podcast on Twitter, you can at Do Friendship. Uh, if you'd like to participate in capitalism even more than you are already forced to, you can at thefriendshippingstore.com. It supports us uh, when you buy our stuff. Um, we're going to find other ways for you guys to support us because not everybody wants a box of postcards or an enamel pin, and we know that you love us. If you want to support us in a different way, recommending this podcast to your friends, tweeting about it are also wonderful things. Thank you to everybody who leaves iTunes reviews. Thank you to everybody who uh, ats Hank Green and tells him to. Yeah, that was still life. That was so I didn't cute. even have to ask my friends to chime in this time. I last, know. last time uh, a famous Twitter person asked for recommendations, I was like, hey, everyone I know, yeah. do the thing. This time we didn't even have it to. Did, Look right. who's moving up in the world. Us? It's you and me. <laughs> uh, if you want to send us a question, please send us a question at, uh, what is our email Friendshippingpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you, Jen. Thank you to Ian Parman for editing this, God, especially this episode. Woof. There's, <laughs> there's so much shit that you guys are definitely not going to hear. Thank you to Lauren Gallagher for all of your design work. Thank you to Molly Lewis for our theme song. Thank you to Alex Cox, the pod father, for uh, making the studio work. We hope you feel better soon. Uh, and thank you for listening. You're welcome for talking, kind of. Not so much this time. Yeah, I know. <laughs> just just thank you for listening. Yeah. That's it. Do friendship at the problem. I'm back. She's back. Whoa, I'm back, baby. All fully medicated. Medicated? Who cares?